Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Welcome back to another episode of Photo Taco. I'm Brian McGuckin. I am the host of the Thoughts on Photography podcast, which is part of the Improved Photography Network. And last week, I had an episode where I shared about preparing for travel photography. I have been blessed to have the opportunity over the past couple of years to work with a travel agency, and it's allowed me to go through multiple countries around the world and multiple cities here in the United States as well. I've had a, a decent experience with traveling. Last summer, I was had 26 flights in 25 days, so I, I kind of figured out a little rhythm for myself as to how I need to prepare and what I do when I'm actually traveling. So if you haven't had a chance yet, head back to that first episode called Prepping for Travel, and you can get some tips from me from there. On today's episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about what I do when I arrive in the area and what travel photography is like for me. In this episode, I'm not going to talk to you about what you should take a picture of or your camera settings or how you should do that. This is going to be more about my experience with traveling and just some tips on how to best do it. When I arrive at the airport, usually it's flying into another city, a lot of times another country. One of the first things I do is I exchange the currency. I know you can do that ahead of time if you want. You can even do it later, but I tend to do that right there at the airport. Then I go to the airport taxi. The reason why I go to the airport taxi and not just straight out is because usually you pay them there, you know how much things are going to be, you know how long it should take to get to your destination. And to me, I just feel a little bit more comfortable with that. And then you take your ticket straight out and you're not waiting in that long line that's out there of people to get into the next taxi cab and you just, you never know how that experience is going to be. Now, one thing I also do that maybe I should have mentioned in the prepping is I kind of spread out where I put my money. Uh, I do tend to have a fake wallet, which I mentioned in the in the last episode, and you can hear more about that. And I also take some cash and I put it in the sole of my shoe. And I, the reason why I do that is because I want to make sure I have some backup money. If somebody, for some reason, does need to go through my pockets or whatever, I know that I've got a little bit of money to get me wherever I may need to go um, in case of an emergency. And if it gets wet, no big deal. It's money. It dries. And plus, nobody wants to take your stinking money anyways. So that's kind of a, another little secret tip, I guess, that I have with that. I do wear one of those little pouch things. It's not a fanny pack, but it's a little pouch that kind of flips into um, inside my pants, inside where my thigh would be. And I always make sure that I have my passport with me in there at all times, my driver's license, as well as some money and anything else important that I may want to make sure it stays on me at all times. So that's kind of some things I make sure I do right there at the airport. Then as soon as I get into the taxi, I go usually straight to my hotel. I like to drop things off right away. And then I want to get out and I want to experience everything. I tend to grab my camera and an audio tour. Uh, Rick Steves is a great audio tour if you're going to Europe. He's got ones for different cities all over. He tells you where to start and he kind of walks you through the city in usually 30 to 45 minutes or so. And it's just a great way to become familiar with things. Uh, I'll take some shots a little bit along the way, but it's just more of a chance for me to kind of soak up the culture a little bit, seeing what's going on, and also to see what the lighting is like and to scope out some locations. I've usually marked those on one of the maps ahead of time so I know where things are. As I'm walking, I tend to 
try to find a usually where the tallest buildings are. Some of my favorite views tend to be from the top of those. So if you're in Italy, for example, if you're in Florence, you can climb to the top of the Duomo as well as the other side of, of it. There's, I'm not sure the name of that tower part, but from there you get a great shot of the Duomo. Uh, just prepared, be prepared for a lot of walking, have some comfortable shoes on, maybe do a little stretching if you need to beforehand. You know, those, those stairs made back hundreds and hundreds of years ago weren't necessarily made for somebody my size at over six feet tall and 200 pounds. So it's kind of tight at times and they even lean in. And if somebody's walking down the stairs, you can't really pass each other. So you got to kind of back up. But anyway, it's just be prepared for an amazing view of anything when you can, when you can climb up high like that. The one thing probably that I do not go up in is the Eiffel Tower. And I'm sure you can get some great shots from up in there that you can't in other areas, but I like the Eiffel Tower and I want it to be in my photos. And if you're up in it, it's hard to show it off in the distance. So other than that, I always try to climb to the top and usually my photo, my little audio tour kind of gives me an idea of some areas that I want to come back to. And then that's what I do. I usually will plan out that night where I want to go, how much time I have, what I want to see and so forth. And then the next day I go out and I start shooting. And usually as I'm shooting, I'm just, I'm walking around and I'm also trying to experience the culture. I, I love food, I love people, but I love architecture. So as I'm trying to get my shots, I'm also talking to the people. I like to find out from the locals, what's their favorite spot? You know, where do they like to be? Where do they like to hang out? A lot of times you don't see those parts on the postcards and there's nothing wrong with the postcards. I do go into the little touristy shops and kind of check out the different postcards and travel books they have just to get some ideas of the, I guess we'd call the classic shots there. And I like to create my own classic shot. I'll, I'll do the pictures from certain spots that everyone gets. But then after I've gotten those shots, then I start to kind of get more creative and, and get more of my style of the photography. And after I'm done getting all the touristy things, I like to get lost. I like to get out of the city and experience things a little bit. One of the best things I ever did was I went uh, stand up paddle boarding in Santorini. My wife came with me for that part of the, of the trip. And when we were out there at the end, nobody else was there. And so the people there were awesome and they invited us to their house. And so we went to their house and we had dinner with them and we drank wine on the porch under the stars. It just, it was, it was unbelievable. It's one of my wife and I's, our, our favorite memories, but that wouldn't have happened if we didn't talk to people, talk to the locals, get to know them a little bit. And then you get shots that nobody else ever would get. So that's kind of a, something that's important to me. I'm a relational person. I, I love relationships and talking to people. So that's something that I do a lot because by doing that, that helps me to get better photographs. I mentioned back in the episode, I'm prepping for travel that I tend to bring very minimal amount of clothes and the clothes that I bring, it tends to be the wick material. So that way it dries easily. I usually wash my clothes in the sink and just hang it to dry. And if I need to, I'll use the blow dryer to dry my socks or my shoes a little bit faster but it works for me. I'm there to take photos. I'm not there to worry about looking good and smelling nice. Also, when you're eating, don't be afraid of the different foods that they have there. Yes, there's a chance where your stomach may not feel well the next day, but take the risk of experiencing things. I was in Peru and I, I tasted the guinea pig and wasn't a big fan of guinea pig, but I also had alpaca and it was unbelievable. It was, it was so good. It was like a juicy steak, but I, I wouldn't have experienced that if I wouldn't have taken the risk of trying that. So again, that's kind of something I like to do just to 
taste the culture, so to say. At the same time, I've got my family back home, my loved ones, my kids like to see me. I FaceTime with them or Skype with them so that I can see them. Uh, oftentimes they don't want to see me too long. They want to go out and play, and my kids do. But it kind of just helps me if I'm gone for a couple weeks or if I'm gone for a month just to, to fill that love tank of myself. It's also important to remember that laws are different around the world. Some things that are culturally acceptable in your country may not be acceptable in other countries so just be aware of that you know the police aren't always there to protect and serve unfortunately there is corruption everywhere around the world and the best thing to do is just to avoid anything stay out of trouble in the first place never get into a car of somebody if you don't know who they are for sure and and you're not aware of where you're going I have a family with four kids that I want to make sure that I get back home to. So I'm not going to jeopardize that. But at the same time, I'm not going to be afraid to get a shot that I want. If there's an opportunity to get a shot and I don't see anything telling me I can't do this or can't do that, I'm going to try to get it. If somebody has an issue with it, they'll let you know. You know, you, you do have to be aware of where you set up your tripod. And if you're wearing a hat, you often have to take that off if you go into a cathedral somewhere. But those are just some things to, to just be aware of. In my hotel room, I don't like my room to be cleaned by the maid service. Uh, I am not that messy of a person, but I just would rather not have somebody in the room in case I do have to leave any gear behind. Usually every night I will back up my pictures. And to me, this is something important. I, I don't want anything to happen. I don't want something to be taken or confiscated to where I lose them. So to me, it's important that you diversify. I have my memory cards and I try to use a different one for every day. So I don't erase those. I do every night. I do bring my computer with me. So every night or whenever I get back, I do put the pictures on the computer right away. I also do have an external hard drive, a small one. And so I also put the pictures on there. Uh, so right there, that's three different spots that the photos are backed up. Uh, also, I try to, I try to be careful about what I'm going to do with my memory cards. Sometimes I'll put them in the pouch that's tucked in my, uh, in my pants or I will take the memory cards and give them to a friend if a friend is with me. Also, you can even mail the memory cards home. I know that some photographers will FedEx them home, so that way it's just in a different area and it's just traveling home in a different way. The last piece of advice that I have for you, because I could go on and on about different things, and do be sure to check out on Thoughts on Photography. I talked with a, a gentleman about travel photography in Europe, and we go into some deeper conversation with that. But when you're getting ready to head on home, make sure you check into the flight before you head to the airport. Getting to the airport first and early before everyone else doesn't mean that your spot is going to be guaranteed. I, I made that mistake one time, and it was only one time, and it, I was delayed a little bit, but it ended up working out. But check in ahead of time and then go to the airport. While you're flying home, if you've got an aisle seat, that's a great opportunity to mark it. You know, sit there and start editing your photos. You know you've done this as well if you've been on an airplane. You're kind of snoopy and you're looking around seeing what people are doing, and especially if somebody has a laptop open. People like to watch other people doing things, so edit your photos. It gives you an opportunity to just kind of show off your work quietly, and you just never know. You never know what conversations will start from it and any business that that could lead to. Maybe people want to purchase one of those photos because maybe they were just there with their family and they weren't able to get that same shot. So those are just a handful of tips. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that and got something out of that. Again, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on social media under my name, Brian McGuckin. Also, you can visit my website, which is www.brianmcguckin.com. And hopefully you'll join me again on the weekly podcast 
of Thoughts on Photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!